0: Good morning out there in Radio Land. It is a joy to be with you on this beautiful Friday morning. A little foggy out there, but it's looking pretty. A little bit of a cool spree this morning. It's not too hot and um, just looks like a beautiful day ahead of us. It's a good day to be alive in the kingdom of God. This is the day that the Lord has made. And this is a day that anything is possible because we serve a God that will take the impossible and make it possible every single time. Well, this is August the 4th. That means tonight over in Litchfield, the free concert's going on. Greater Vision will be between the Jack Thomas House and the Sicilian Bank. And so that's going to be an awesome, awesome night tonight over in Litchfield. Also, that means it's night 2 of the VBS here at Bethel Fellowship, and we will talk more about this after the 7:30 break when Hannah's back on with us, but Um, We had a little bit of a, we have a schedule change this morning. Mr. Bjork's usually on with us the first 30 minutes of the broadcast on Fridays, But, he is going to begin being on from 8.30 to 9 each Friday morning with us as kind of in the special guest spot. So, a little bit of a change there, but we are excited for what God has in store. But last night was in, it was, it was phenomenal God just showed up in a, such a big way. Uh, those kids had a blast. We learned about Jesus. The teaching classes went great. The crafts were amazing. Um, the recreation looked like it was a blast. The food was kicking, and it was amazing night. Todd and Hannah had the worship um, dance and stuff going on in the sanctuary. That was awesome. I saw some videos of that and it just looked like everybody was having a great time had about 75 kiddos last night and so still completely open to come tonight and then we'll have the commencement tomorrow morning and a great day just hanging out in fellowship and playing together tomorrow morning tomorrow morning going into the afternoon from 10 to 4 tonight starts again at 6 o'clock and um, we are just so stirred and excited for what god did last night and what he's going to do tonight and those kids I know sure did have a good time. And I enjoyed eating the chicken and dumplings. They were on point. And so God's just so good. We're so stirred. We're so excited. We're so anticipa- we're anticipating something great to happen. And so just a great night. It was an awesome night. And we want to invite you guys out again tonight. Um, anybody wants to bring the kiddos out tonight, don't feel bad. If you didn't come last night, come on out tonight. We want 150 tonight. So we had 75 last night. Let's let's go to 150. Let's just double it tonight to the glory of God. I mean, we had a blast. You can see some of the videos and pictures on Facebook throughout the uh, people that were there. A lot of peace people were posting pictures and stuff like that. And so you can see what God's doing here. Um, just, just an awesome night. So we're thankful that went so well. Um, don't forget also that Bishop Lance Johnson is going to be here this Sunday morning. He'll be here at Bethel Fellowship at 10.15 a.m. for that service. And then that evening, he'll be again at Madrid Pentecostal at 6 o'clock. And so both of those, were really excited about what God's got in store for this area and this community. And all this is leading up to September 10th, 11th, and 12th um, for the Harvest Now Crusade. So very excited about that, anticipating what God's going to do there. Um anticipation is the word of the hour. I don't know if you caught it yet, but there's an anticipation for what God's gonna do There's an expectation and if the church' don't, if the church is not expecting him to move, then why i mean who would we should be the one expecting we should be the one believing um and then of course, we're not expecting him to do something he's not already doing he's already moving he's already pouring his spirit out he's already um awakening, he's already restoring, and so um it's just gonna get better and better or as we say in Kentucky it's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder amen well we are excited also for today um this is the last day to get your name in for the drawing for those two backpacks depending on when we get the schedule um, get the names in the trivia we may draw first thing Monday morning i think i'm thinking we're probably favoring that cuz um we're one question behind so i want to get everybody involved so i may do three questions today I don't know. There's no promises, but if we do too, um, either way, we're favoring probably drawing very first thing Monday morning for these two backpacks, and so um, hang in there with us. We're going to get all these names in, and man, we are um, pumped. We're just pumped. I don't know how else to say it. Last night was awesome, and we're looking for a great night too, and it just got us stirred. Um, we have been given a lot of time to that, though, the last couple of days, and um, we need a, we need a good kick of that spirit juice as Jesus' revolution says. All right, so, um, but we're really excited. I mean, we're really excited for what God did last night, and we're even more excited about what he's going to do tonight. Well, we have been in John chapter 16. Um, we've been booking right along there. And we are at, let me see here, let me go to it. Um, I th- We are at number... Verse 12, and I have yet many things to say to you, but Jesus is telling them you cannot bear them now. So he's saying, I got more things to say, but I just can't give it to you yet. How be it? He said, but don't worry, because when he, who's the he? The Holy Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is come. When he comes to you, he going to guide you into all truth. Like he's going to be there for you. He's going to guide you truth for he shall not speak of himself. So Jesus is saying, what the Spirit of truth, what Holy Spirit's going to come and tell you all, is not of himself, it's whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come, and he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father have mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and show shall show it unto you. A little while, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me. Because I go to the Father. So Jesus is saying, don't worry. Some things I'm not able to tell you at this moment. But there is going to come one who is going to tell you. And the reason he's going to tell you is because he's not speaking of himself, but he's speaking of me. And the reason he's speaking of me is because I'm sending him. And he's going to bring glory to me. He will bring honor to me. He will reveal things to you. He'll he'll, he'll illuminate me to you guys. And he said, like... You know, a little while, you shall see me. And again, in a little while, you shall see me. I'm sorry. A little while, and you shall not see me. That makes sense more. You shall not see me. I'm sorry about that. And he's saying, you shall not see me, which basically means he's going to die. And then he said, but then you're going to see me again. And so these disciples are probably thinking, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Okay, so I'm not going to know. I can't hear everything, but you're going to send the spirit of truth to teach me everything. And he's going to show me what the father um, is telling me to do or telling you to do. So he's going to reveal you to me and the father will um, point out who are yours and he's going to go to those. And then he, therefore, I said, I, that he shall take of mine. So he's going to go to the ones that are his and she'll show it unto you. And then you tell me that we're going to see you now, but we're not going to see you. And then we're going to see you again. Um, I love what this next verse said. And then some of his disciples among themselves said among themselves, uh, what is this that he saith unto us? <laughs> they say, what is this? What is he talking about? A little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while you shall see me because I go to the father. Okay. Peter, you know what he's talking about? I don't, John, do you know? No, nah. Nope, not usually, but it usually works out. So let's just trust him. You know, it's probably this conversation, like, what is he really talking about? Like, what is he really explaining here? A little while, you'll see me, you won't see me. Then a little while, you're going to see me. And the reason you're going to see me is because go to the Father. And they said, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now, Jesus knew that they were desirous or desirous to talk to him or ask him and said to themselves, do you inquire do you among yourself what I said? He says, guys, why don't you just ask me? Like, why are you all talking among yourself? Let me explain it. A little while, and you shall not see me again in a little while, and you shall see me, verily, verily, I say to you, that you shall weep and lament. Oh, Peter, Jesus, can't you just give us a plain answer? That's probably what they're thinking, like, wait a second, hold on. So we're not going to see, then we're going to see, We're all this is going to happen because you're going to the Father, and now we're going to lament, and we're going to weep. But the world shall rejoice. Oh, okay. 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 I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Not really, but I'm trying to track Jesus. Uh, we're going to cry. We're going to lament, but the world's going to rejoice. And you should be sorrowful, but your sorrow should be turned into joy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they're probably going, do you understand any better now? Nope. That's probably the conversation being had between the disciples at this moment. Hey, Peter, you got a better grip on this by this point? No. No, Thomas, I don't. But I'm listening because he has the words of eternal life. While we understand in retrospect and looking back in 2020 vision, what he's actually saying, he's telling them, hey, look, um, I'm, I'm going to die, and you're going to weep. You're going to be sorrowful. The world's going to rejoice, but I'm only going to be gone for a short period because this sorrow is going to be turned into joy and then he goes on and says a woman when she is in travail hath sorrow because her hour is come but as soon as she delivered of the child she remembereth no more than anguish for joy that a man is born into this world and you know you now therefore have sorrow but i will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man taketh from you and in that day you shall ask me of nothing Okay, so here we go. I'm going to have sorrow. It's going to be turned into joy. And it's all because a woman who is in travail hath sorrow because her hours come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers me no more. I mean, remember no more anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. So he's saying this just as a woman gives birth and she begins to travail and it hurts when that baby is born, she don't really remember the pain no more because the baby is birthed and the joy of seeing the baby is overwhelming and it takes away that remembrance and the thought of sorrow or pain or travail. And he's telling, look, this is the same way. When I go, when I go and you see me not, it's going to hurt. It's going to be sorrowful. But what's coming out of that, the joy that when I come back, and you see me again, will overwhelm and it will overdo the um, the sorrow, the pain, all of that. And so Jesus is telling them all this. And And yes, I really do think the disciples are struggling to understand this. We understand it, and we can't think that the disciples are just boneheaded or something like this. This would have been a hard understanding to make. Now, we understand it in retrospect what he is saying because we know the gospel. But you take somebody who has never heard the resurrection or never heard it and just take the book of John and he's reading it they're going to struggle to know what's going to say and Jesus is talking to those and really he's talking by the spirit of God and unless you interpret by the spirit and they were not interpreted by the spirit they were interpreted by human logic because they were saying asking each other they didn't pray about there we have no evidence they were praying for understanding they had no evidence they were trying to seek out the spiritual so in spiritual insight, they were just listening to Jesus, and and then they were asking them themselves, "What is he saying?" And to understand what Jesus is saying, we do have a blessing to know what it looks like in retrospect. And but they were seeking to try, try to figure out in a human logic, and it's tough because he went from "You're going to die," don't be offended, to. Um, you know, you're going to lament, you're going to weep, you're going to do all this, don't get mad. Now, hold on, you're going to die, but don't get offended. Don't don't worry, they hate it to you because they hate me. And then they just keep going out, and he's saying, I'm going to die. But he's really saying, I'm going to go away, and you're not going to see me, but then you're going to see me again. And all this is because it's like a woman in childbirth who is in pain given delivery, but when she delivers the boy or the, the child, the girl, it overwhelms the pain, and for that joy, a man is born into the world. So he's saying all this, and they're probably thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what he's saying. But then they say, and you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So now he's saying, you, you now therefore have sorrow. So are you all the one in childbirth? That's what he's saying, you are. You have sorrow. You're like a woman in birth. But I will see you again. Don't worry, guys. Don't think I'm not coming back. Because when I come back, your heart shall rejoice. And your joy, your joy, the joy that I have given you, the joy that is a byproduct, that is a consequence of all of this childbirth that's going ahead of you, this joy cannot be taken from you. And in that day, you shall ask me of nothing. Verily, verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask in that and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. <clears throat> so he's saying right there, he's saying, You're going your prayer is shifting. You're gonna to talk to the Father. Because up to that point they were talking to him. And he's saying, there you're going to ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name and ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Ask me, ask me. But he's saying there's coming a day when there's not going to ask me because now I've come to make a way to be right with the Father. Oh, it's so good. He's saying, anything you ask the Father in my name, because I am becoming the mediator, as he Bruce, is telling us. I'm becoming the mediator, and because I'm going to go be a mediator, and because I'm making room for you, making a place for you, you should ask the Father anything in my name, and he will give it to you. And all this is so that your joy may be full. Then Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you in Proverbs. So he's saying, I get it, guys. You don't understand everything. It's Proverbs. I'm giving you analogy or allegories or something to that extent. Sorry. But the time cometh when I shall speak no more unto you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. And at that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. So he's saying there's coming a day. I know I'm preaching and speaking in Proverbs now, but I'm going to speak plainly. And the reason he's telling us this is because I believe he's speaking in Proverbs so they don't try to stop him from doing what he's about to do. Because I think if he knew they knew he was going to die and die just within hours, then they would have tried everything in their mind at that moment to stop him, but he could not let them stop him. So he said, one day soon you will understand because I will speak to everything plainly to you. Um, but right now I'm speaking in Proverbs. But he's saying, don't worry. That day you should ask my name and I say not unto you. That I will pray to the Father for the Father himself loveth you because you have loved me. And I believe that I come out from God. I came forth from the Father and I come in the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. He said, I'm going to make a way to you for you to talk to the Father. I'm going to go make a way for you to be right with the Father. I'm going to the Father and if I go to the Father I'll be the mediator between you and the Father and you'll be able to ask the Father anything in my name and I will give it to you. he will give it to you why because I'm making room for you he's going to prepare a place for you this is what he's talking about he's going to prepare a place for you the Father He's going to make a way with you to stay with the Father. He's going to go, and he's making room. He's making a place. He is making arrangements for you to be made right with the Father, and no longer are you separated from the Father because of your sin, because you believed in me and that I came from God. I'm going to make restitution. I'm going to make redemption. I'm going to do all of this so that you can be right with the Father's. The Father. And then his disciples said unto him, Lo, now speaketh thou plainly, and speaketh no proverbs. Now we sure are we sure that thou knowest all things, and thou needest not that any man shall ask thee. But this we believe that thou camest from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken to you that in my that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. so they're saying, okay, I got it, all right, I hear you, I hear you, you came from God, we believe that. I understand that. Oh, Jesus said, do you believe now? Yeah, we believe. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered. So they said, "Uh uh-oh, I thought we believed. Hold on, you're telling me if we believe? We said, yeah. But then there's going to be an hour cometh that, guess what? You're going to be scattered. Every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet, I am not alone, because the Father is with me. So he's he's telling them, like, this is plain. You want plain talk? All right, you're going to leave me. And you're going to leave me, and that's okay. Because the Father's with me. I'm really not alone. And he's saying these things have I spoken to you again. That in me you may have peace. He's saying don't don't fret. Don't worry. Have peace. And in the world you shall have tribulation. But it be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's reminding them the world has not overcome me. I have overcome the world. What a good word. I love this scripture. Now. Now. I'm not getting too far into John chapter 17 today, but 16 is set up. It's really, it's the shifting point at that point. I have overcome the world. It's the last thing he really, per se, says to them in depth. Because in John 17 is where he actually begins the prayer. So, because the verse 1 of 17, And these words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, So he's saying all that stuff he just said, he spake. In past tense, he spake. But now he lifts up his head to pray. And this is what we call the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And he's praying for those followers. He's praying for the world. He's praying. And we're going to see that here in a minute. Well, next week, um, when we tackle John chapter 17. We got 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. Five more chapters left in John. Um, I can't believe we're almost done. We've flown through it, sort of. Sometimes we went slower than others, but it's been a really, really good time in the book of John. Five more chapters. I can't believe that's all we got. And so we're, we're um, again, wanting to invite you guys out tonight at 6 o'clock for our second night of VBS. Registration begins and starts as early as 530 Get your kids registered. Um, you know, I think if they register last night, they'll just check in. But if you haven't registered yet, then, um, you know, you can get there at 530. And we just ask for a few much, a uh, little bit of information, you know, allergies, stuff like that, name. So we can make sure you, the right kid goes home with the right parents, all that kind of stuff. But um, we had a blast last night. We got to talk about three things. These are the three things we learned in VBS last night. Jesus is um, holy. Which means, you know, he's separate from all things. He's Lord of all things. He's very good. He's very holy. And then we learn that Jesus is trustworthy. That we can always depend upon Jesus. So that's, um, you know, Jesus is holy. We use the scripture of casting your notes on the other side saying he knows all things. He's holy. He's separate. There's no one like him. Who else just goes up to you and says... Hey, I know you've been fishing here all day, and I know you've done put up your nets, but if you'll take them out and cast them on the other side, then you'll catch a lot of fish. Well, that's, that's the difference. That's the uniqueness. He knows every fish. He knows where everything is. He knows all things. He is holy. He is separate. He is good. And we learned that last night. Jesus is holy. Then we learned that Jesus is trustworthy, and we talked about Peter. And we talked about when Peter walked on the water, and even though you know peter trusted jesus and he walked out and peter got his eyes off jesus but jesus did not let him drown so even in the midst of all that jesus is still able to pick peter up out of the water because jesus is very trustworthy and regardless of what you're going through whatever regardless of what situation you're facing he is trustworthy and so um jesus is trustworthy jesus is holy jesus is trustworthy and the last thing we learned was that jesus is forgiving and so when Peter denied Jesus three times, um, Jesus forgave him. And so, and we know that for one, because, well, Peter was one of the main apostles, but also that when Jesus resurrected and he told the women to go get the disciples, he said, make sure Peter is with you. And so we learned those three things last night. And every student, every kid, um, we, we, we pushed those three things hard in the time that we had to each student. And Jesus is holy jesus is trustworthy and jesus is holy tonight we're going to talk about following jesus and we're really excited about that i don't know what music and dance hannah and todd's got in store for tonight Uh, is uh
1: what kind of dance you got for tonight um well we kind of work on um the the vbs like curriculum gives like songs that they wrote to go along with their lesson so like Mm -hmm. We have a song called Jesus, You're All I Need. We have one called Our God is Holy. Um, We have one called, oh, what is the other one? Oh, Twists and Turns. It's like the, you know, that's like the theme of the whole thing. Um, And then we have another one that we've been doing with the older kids. They really like it. The Every Move I Make. You Mm -hmm. probably know that song because it's pretty old, but it's kind of one with more of a dancing uh, beat to it. So. Yep. Um, so that's been pretty cool. And then all of the kids want to do a church clap for some reason at the end. They just, it gets them really pumped up and moving. So we do that with them at the end, but
0: every move I make, I'm making you, you make me move Jesus.
1: Yeah. Is that, that's it. Except it's more of a modern version. (laughs) So it's more, it has a beat. (laughs) I
0: didn't have a beat. Oh brother. All right. Well, we have that. Then we got, uh, we got pizza tonight. We're excited about that, and then the craft. I'm not for sure which craft we're doing tonight. Last night was painting. I think is tonight mm-hmm. rock night.
1: Will I know. Do- I know they have a craft with walking on water. Like, oh, that's cool. Like where they make a little, uh, they have like a little ocean thing, and then they make a little uh, person, and then the person is able to like walk on the water. Yeah. So I don't know which night they're doing that one.
0: And then um, Mario and Luigi's there. Um, I'm I'm Luigi. I can't talk Italian, though, so I don't even try. <laughs> uh, but we had a blast last night. It was awesome. Again, around 75 kids showed up, um, and we were just having a blast. And my body hurts. My throat hurts. I never heard kids be so loud and scream so much, and excitement. <laughs> it's not even a bad scream. It's a good scream. They're excited. And so um, we're going after it again tonight. We want to go to 150 kids tonight. So bring your kids out tonight. Um, our hope is that we have to go buy more pizza. We're ready for it. Amen. and we're. Our
1: well, the challenge was, you tell them that, to bring a friend?
0: Bring a friend. I'd challenge them to bring a friend and bring loose change because if we win, if the boys win on the loose change challenge and the offering for the next two nights, well, tonight and then tomorrow, then let's see, if the boys win, me and Joey get pied. And if the girls win, Josh Newton and Jacob Swift get pied. (laughs) And I'm going to make sure, make sure that I don't lose. Um, (laughs) And so I'm going to make sure of it. I'm not for sure Um, somebody's going to help me out on that one. I know it. I feel it in my bones. Because everybody wants to see Josh Newton and Josh Jacob Swift (laughs) pied. I know it. I know they'd prefer to see him pied than me. And so remember... Um, Mr. Bjork, some of y'all may be asking about Mr. Bjork and why he didn't, uh, he wasn't on with us this morning. He's going to be on at eight thirty, and um, he hits will be his new time schedule is he will be on from eight thirty to nine, and um, that's going to be every Friday instead of seven to seven thirty, and so we'll have more of a normal th- uh, broadcast, and he will be in the special guest spot that we have available when we do have special guests. So we're going to read our first trivia question of this morning again. I'm gonna push for the next three questions to get answered today. Most likely, the backpacks will not be drawn for um, until first thing Monday morning. I think we can just make it a big thing Monday morning celebration of who gets those backpacks. But Friday question, the first one, uh, Josh Newton said, "Y'all going down?" Uh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't feel that. I don't feel it. Now I might go down in energy. So if I'm I'm a crash, uh, I might like sleeping. But um, Thursday question this is Thursday question number two but it's gonna be Friday question number one and we're going to try to do all three Friday question number one sponsored by the Sicilian bank what good king of Judah was murdered by his court officials servants? What good king of Judah was murdered by his court officials/ servants 2702572689 We will be right back here after the break on mornings of box 2 radio on the Box 2 radio network. Oh, welcome back in. This is August the 4th, 2023. We do not have an answer for this trivia question yet. Um, The answer, the question, the question is, what good king of Judah was murdered by his court officials slash servant? What good king of Judah was murdered by his court officials slash servant? So, well, you all have done heard from Miss Hannah this morning, but Miss Hannah, how are you doing overall?
1: I'm doing good. Excited for more VBS um, and just excited to, for the weekend. Brother Lance will be here on Sunday. It's going to be a good weekend. A really good, good weekend.
0: weekend. Um, Josh Newton sent me an encouraging text about, you know, win or lose, God calls us to share each other's burdens. So I have a really good feeling that we all may just get pied. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
2: we'll see. Amen. We will see. Brother Amen. Gerald, how are you doing? I, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Amen. Just as saved as I can get. Just as saved as you can get. That's it. If you got any more saved, you couldn't stand it. Uh, well, I, w- I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a glorified body. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm lacking. <laughs> any more
0: saved? Yep.
2: Isn't that right? That's
0: right. Yes, well,. Sir. I tell you what, I couldn't get any more I'm just so happy. I'm excited. Praise uh, God.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Something about kiddos seeing just having so much fun and everything. It just really does it does make you happy. So if I got any more happier I just may float
2: away. <laughs> it God gets happy. I, I, I know the Lord he gets happy. I mean he sees these happy kids uh just having a good time and enjoying life. I, I know that the Lord, he gets happy. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to see kids, there's so much going on in the world today and so much everything but God and serving Jesus and loving Jesus. And, man, when they can get together and have a good time and just really enjoy the presence of the Lord. And and a lot of times they don't really even realize that the presence of the Lord is in the group of doing what they're doing. But, yeah. But they're just really enjoying it. They're happy, and there's no fighting and and nothing like that. Just everybody just enjoying the presence of the Lord and, and each other. And and I've heard that uh, the majority of the people that get saved are young people, either at VBS or kids camp. One one of the two, like 87 percent, I believe, of the people that get saved get saved. In that age group,
1: and
2: wow, so amen, amen. Them old people they are hard to hard to reach. Yep. I, I I said uh, I love young people. You know, I, I get along real good with young people, but old people I don't do so good. <laughs> 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 they're they're a hard old rock to crack, but, <laughs> but the kids, you know, they they just like a. They have this young. Uh, Well, the Bible says that every man has the gift of faith to believe God. And when they're young, they haven't had all this stuff to come in and cloud their brain. And they can really believe in God and just receive it so much easier. uh, But uh, knowing that all the pain, just like this young man that I've just met at the youth center, uh, uh, July the 10th. Grew up, his dad was a drug dealer. He is a drug dealer. His mother was on drugs so bad that they split up, and then his dad got another woman and had a couple more kids. His grandpa smoked a crack pipe. He grew up in that. Never heard about God. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he said that uh, he went to church a few times uh, with her grandmother or something, but... Uh, he he really didn't get to go much. He said he knew he'd been around drugs so much that he could pretty well tell you what they're on by the way they're acting. I mean, that's like a pharmacist knowing what drug takes care of what. I mean, and growing up like that, but he's hungry for the word of God, and I'm thrilled. we we're, we're becoming great friends. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. And overall, the youth center is doing well. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, we're going. We're going a little through a little fight with the devil right now, but we're going to win. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. the Lord. It's great. Amen. God's good. Yes. Uh,
0: Joey Sauce says we got this wrapped up. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I hope I get wrapped up if I get pied though. <laughs> uh, so I do like pie. So I can't really say that I would hate to be pied because um it tastes really good and i've been pied a lot so but those kids <laughs> don't know that but i like being pied because i get to lick it off my face <laughs> you know um now now if i don't i've never been pied with like a caramel pie or something that would be really bad <laughs> i don't know like that would i mean it would taste really good it would yeah. Stick to you. oh yes yeah, <laughs> i'd be to getting it. caramel out of my hair for a month yeah. um amen and so all right um, Hannah, tell them about the do you have that paper in there for the concert?
1: The greater vision, yep, um, so I do have it here on the app. Let's see, so there is a concert is that tonight? Yes, it is. It is tonight from six to eight p m and this will be uh at East Main Street. Um, they're in Litchfield by the Jack Thomas house and by close to the Sicilian bank by the square. Um, and so at this concert, um, Dennis Cook will be there. Uh, the Grayson County high school men's choir will be performing as yeah. well. Um, and let's see here. Um, and so Dennis Cook is from First Baptist um, And so he will be there as well And Greater Vision, uh, this concert will be from 6 to 8 So just like we were saying uh, for the last few days You could drop your kids here off at VBS And then go to the concert in Amen. Litchfield Amen. <laughs> It's dur- pretty much during the, that same time Right, so right, that, praise the Lord That would be a uh, good thing to do D- A good date night for any married couples out there <laughs> Need a date night <laughs> Amen. Um, so yes, that's tonight from six to eight on East Main Street, um, and and it's free again, free admission. Amen. So um, and then we do have another concert that will be coming up, but we're gonna wait until this one passes to announce the next one because it's uh, we have a little bit before the next one. Amen. So so yeah, that is uh, that's that event coming up, and then we also have the Harvest Crusade <clears throat> coming up um and again that is here at bethel brother lance johnson will be coming um and it will be a three day conference um this conference will be september 10th 11th and 12th and it will start at is that six or seven it's
0: it's seven on sunday i'm sorry it's six on sunday and seven on the other two days.
1: Okay, yes. So it'll be six the first night, which will be Sunday night, and then seven starting the next, okay. yep. the next two, the Monday yep. and Tuesday. We
0: did that for. Um, so when you get home from work or something on Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. you can still eat and. Yeah, you know, get have some time to get. Right. But it's going to be situated. a great three nights. I mean, it's going to be an awesome three nights. So you definitely want to be there for that.
1: Yes, and invite people. Tell people about it. You're, you know, this is a harvest crusade. So people, mm-hmm. you've been praying for lost souls that uh, maybe they they won't come to just a normal church service because it's it's not for them. You know, just mm-hmm. be praying and we'll be diligent in those lost loved ones that we have um, that we will be able to invite them to mm-hmm. come.
0: Alrighty, we're moving forward. We have finished John chapter 16 today. Mr. Bjork will be on at 8.30 this morning with us, and um, we're just pumping right along here. Next, next, not this Friday, but the next Friday that Mr. Jarrell um, is on, we're going to be covering his latest thing. I'll give you that, the end of the world according to the Bible, not according to Hollywood. So we'll talk about that, not this Friday, but the Friday after that. So. Mm-hmm. We can have a little time to get into it to ourselves and be a little bit prepared to talk about it, but i yeah. um, very, very excited about that. But, you know, God is stirring. Yes. And we've been talking a lot about a move of God and what it looks like, and um, we discussed that quite a bit yesterday about a move of God, and the move of God is not good services. It's not just good services. Right. right. It is. Um, good services are definitely a aspect of it because you, you get your church on for sure, um, and God pours his Spirit out, but it's it's he is transforming and revolutionizing every aspect of our life Amen. Amen. Uh, mr gerald you you've been in this for a couple of days now um this christian walk and mm-hmm. i'm not calling you old i'm just saying <laughs> you're a little older
2: uh yeah, I, I call me old
0: old <laughs> <all> time <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um but just from from a older point standpoint who's been this for a while over the years how
2: has your prayer life changed uh well for one thing, uh right down the road uh the Lord had me pray for that person there, and then this one and then that one. And uh d I, I don't remember uh thirty years ago doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean from time to time we would but anymore it it's almost like uh it's it's almost like it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh specifically if I see a person twice, uh, I'm mean, almost like the Lord said, you didn't, You need to pray for that guy or that woman or that person, whoever yeah. it is. Just pray for him. Pray that God will reveal Jesus to them if they don't know him. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, just, that. Just get them saved. Get them saved. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, but, I'm
0: sure over the years your faith has increased. Your hunger your
2: expectancy of what god's going to do through your prayer through prayer is increased you know i was thinking about that coming up here when i pray for somebody i believe i really do believe that god's going to do it Mm -hmm. now if he doesn't do it for some reason i really honestly and i and i'm not boasting please don't i hope it don't sound like that but i know he's able and in Mark 16, he said if we would pray and believe that God would do it. And uh, to me, I, I just give God the opportunity. If for some reason it's not time or something, that's that's between him and, and the individual that I'm praying for. But uh, I, I I believe I really do have faith that I didn't have 40 years ago. That God is absolutely going to do something in this person's life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So.
0: and that's one thing with me as I found, and I'm sure Hannah, you can, uh, i I'll, I'll, you can answer too. Is uh, I definitely know my prayer life and expectancy in prayer has changed from day one, but I think in a move of God, it just accelerates more and more, and it just, and we're talking about to a point where. I would say I would say this for a lot of Christians and myself included. At times, we probably are more double-minded than we want to think and oh, even want amen. to profess. Amen. And I see that double-mindedness leaving a lot, yes. especially the more His Spirit begins to blow out and um, you know His His you see His hand at work. Right. I mean, nobody's going to sit out there and say, "Hey, I doubted the day." But, you know, like, oh, I was praying with fire. and Then I just, yeah. I don't know. Is this really working? Like, you yeah. know, um, but I think we all, the enemy throws those temptations, throw yeah. those fiery right. darts. And then sometimes, too, it's just you're like, oh, Lord, I hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well,
2: and, and, you know, I mean, I've said this about myself uh, from time to time. You know, I said, I've, I believe in this situation, I'm one of them no faith disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Jesus said, how, how is it that you have no faith? And I said, I I believe I believe I'm one of them no faith disciples. I've been one of those before. I
1: like. I mean, I don't like the no faith, but I like that terminology.
2: (laughs) Well, just being honest, you know. Yeah. I get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah,
1: something Uh, I've learned. Like I think, as a young person growing up, especially when you you. When you're super young, you model after the the older mentors around you or your parents or your teachers, um, your Bible teachers. And so mm-hmm. I think when you're at least in my experience and I feel like my, our, my generation, like it, I, it seemed like most people that would pray would have like elaborate prayers, mm-hmm. like would have like loud, exuberant, like, you know, And and sometimes we do pray loud and exuberant. But I think. You know, when you think of more in a childlike mindset and and a like natural mindset, you think, oh, well, I have to pray like they pray, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think one of the things that has helped me the most and I've learned the most is like a, a two minute prayer or even shorter than that, a short prayer when I'm giving it my all and I'm meaning it and I, it's completely filled with faith. And I'm like, God, I need you right now. Like, I need you to work in this, and I believe that you're going to. And in Jesus' name, I I know I know you're going to work and you're going to move. Those prayers have been more powerful for me than my long, drawn-out prayers. And I think getting to the point of it doesn't matter. It's not about the, the style of praying or the intensity necessarily. It's about our heart behind it and our faith. Amen. I think that's Amen. been the biggest thing that I've learned is, and you know, like, those are like kind of elementary things, but sometimes no, they're not. Sometimes they get it, it. It's easy to forget those things. Yeah.
2: A perfect example of what you're talking about is Nehemiah, chapter one. The he was the cupbearer to the king, and he was sad, and uh, they could get killed for being sad. And uh, the king asked him uh, why he was sad. But listen, Nehemiah said, "I prayed to God, and I said to the king." He didn't go nowhere but the inside just like you said a short prayer. He said, "God, please help me." And then he answered the king. Mm. A short prayer, but look what happened. Yeah. The king gave him everything he asked for. Amen. And, and and your short prayer a lot of time like you're saying is absolutely the best prayer. Yeah. I mean, God god answers him short prayer for sure <laughs> amen how many how many times how many and times that's hey, coming from the no faith, been... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, from no faith disciple yeah that's <laughs> from amen. no faith amen. no
0: i know I, well, I think sometimes the the short prayers you get all the fluff out of there i, I mean whether do we like to admit or not we do fluff it up like well come on like Preachers are, we're guilty of that. We fluff up those prayers. Yeah. Uh, th-
2: th- that's why I'm never a preacher because I, I just, I, I, I
1: didn't fit that mold. So. <laughs> you couldn't fluff. You just had to say it like it is. Yeah. No, I, I think really to. When you start tapping into that faith, and then you start seeing God work and seeing Him answer the prayers, even yes, the yeah. even the ones that maybe people wouldn't consider as important of right. of right. issues or something right. like the smaller prayers, yeah. which I don't really I consider them all awesome because if I see God working it, it's just as I mean if He's working in a in a small thing, then that's just important. It's still Him working, so regardless, Amen. it makes me happy. Lord, yes. and I think we have to get back to that point of like where we see God work, and we see him answer a prayer, and it makes us excited, even if it's a small thing. I think he honors that gratitude even in the the, the small things and the big things.
2: Amen. Yep. Amen. In, in the last year or two, you know, I'm kind of old, 76. I'll be 77 in October. But laying towel, uh, a lot of time you'll have a little trouble. Lord, please help me. And uh, I I did a uh, few jobs, you know, and asked the Lord to help me on. And I said, "Man, Lord, you you helped me so good. Uh, if you help me any more, uh, you'd be doing it all." <laughs> 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 tell you, I mean, the, when the Lord is so close, though, you know, and it's just uh, it's just wonderful. And but like you talk about in the little things, you know, anybody around me couldn't see it. Uh-huh. But but I could see it because I knew the situation, yeah. and and the Lord helped. So.
1: It's like when you have inside jokes with the Lord; it's pretty cool.
2: It is, <laughs> Amen, <laughs> Amen.
1: Like when you have those little things, it is because right. I mean that that's it's your relationship. That's what a relationship is. Amen,
2: yep. Amen.
0: Um, I think I want to talk a little bit more on this no faith disciple thing after the break. Not because I'm trying to, you know pick on brother gerald Oh, that's fine i, I, I actually think i actually think people struggle with this and they won't talk about it right i think and i think then when they feel like they have these seasons of no faith amen like they're supposed to be like it's like guilt and shame and all this mm-hmm. but really um jesus didn't put guilt and shame mm-hmm. um and a lot of times you know more or less you know i believe help my unbelief kind of thing that Right. I, I kind of just want to unpack that for a minute and let people know that just because you may have a moment of no faith or something, like that doesn't mean you're not a disciple, doesn't mean you're not a follower, right. Right. doesn't mean you're you're no faith and that you're a heathen. It just no. means that life happens sometimes, and we Amen. have to learn how to work through that a little bit. And Amen. so I like to spend five or ten minutes on that after the break. I think, sure. I think people will like that. Um, I had a listener ask me to remind them of the times for VBS tonight. And so tonight, you can you can get there at 5.30. The doors open at 5.30 for registration check-in. Six o'clock is when it all begins. And we, we begin promptly. Like um, And so we're, because we're on that schedule. And so um, we begin promptly. And me and Mario, we had a good entrance last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking of a bigger one. I'm trying to figure out a way to jump off the balcony, but I can't figure it out. Um, so if anybody has any ideas, let me know. Because <laughs> uh, I am willing to try anything. Um, I mean... I thought about building a zip line today off the balcony. Amen. <laughs> hey but I have nowhere like the balcony part's easy to zip line on that side. I just don't know where to tie it off. Right. And I I would like it secure on both sides. Right. Um, Amen. <laughs> hey and so um, I'm I'm struggling with my tie off on the other end. So hey uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna figure it out. I'll figure out some kind of good entrance. Hey Amen. And I had an entrance last night, and then we had an entrance back into the second part of it. And um, so I'm um, I'm I'm been wrapping my brain around this. So amen. if somebody knows how I can jump off in a balcony without killing myself or somebody else, that would be awesome. <laughs> amen. Uh, I wonder if do you have one of those flying suits laying around anywhere, Brother Joe? Not, hand. <laughs> Not handy. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Thought maybe so. Well, let me <laughs> yeah. read that second trivia question of the amen. morning, and we'll get going. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you, Joe. Josh Milburn got the first one. He called in. Oh, oh did Josh Milburn the got the answer for that? Amen. It's Joe Ash, Second Kings twenty right. twelve three. Well, through. Amen. Right. 12, 20 through 21. So this is Friday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Survey. Who did Jesus send fishing in order to get money for taxes? Who did Jesus send fishing in order for Peter to get money for taxes? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on the Mornings with Box 2 Radio on this beautiful August the 4th, 2023. We got an answer for our trivia question. Brother Frank McCaslin got that right. It is Peter. So we got one more question to answer this morning, and then we are going to be um, drawing first thing Monday morning. First thing Monday morning. We're going to draw first thing Monday morning, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to have Cafetti. confetti. Confetti. So we are diligently trying to figure out how to jump off a balcony. Uh, look, you don't know what you're getting into with ours. Um, we are diligently trying to do this. Um, OSHA, please don't be listening. Uh, all right, but no. I think
1: this VBS is really bringing out the inner the inner child in Aaron. It's uh, really entertaining to look, watch. There <laughs> was
0: a pastor. There was a pastor who ziplined from. There to the pulpit. <laughs> now I'm not doing that. Like that's on a Sunday morning. He did that. Oh my God. It would be kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie, but right. that's probably a little too much showmanship on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, for a VBS,
2: never too much showmanship. Well, if it was B- uh, VBS, uh, that would have been fine to me. <laughs> yep. I said that's great. I love it. <laughs> Let me do it. If
0: I could figure <laughs> out how to, if I could figure out how to anchor the other zip line, we got this. We got the steel post on the balcony. That's fine. That would be no problem, but I gotta anchor it somewhere on the stage, and I would zip line right onto it in a heartbeat. Amen. Amen. I'd do it. Amen. I saw I saw I saw a superhero do it one time off a building. So if he can do it, I know I can do it. Amen. <laughs> because <laughs> who lives in me's bigger than he's bigger <laughs> than any superhero. Amen. And that is
1: faith.
2: Amen. Amen. I'm
0: no faith disciple. I'm a faith disciple. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, you don't qualify for that. No
1: faith.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we are going to talk about that a little bit. Um, Joey said he's got his stilts. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll figure this out. Uh, just you, you just bring your kids. If today. any
1: listeners have any experience or any ideas, you can call in at 270 257 2689. Leave us a message. Yeah, <laughs> good point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You just bring the kids, because whatever entrance we do tonight is going to be oh. amazing.
2: Man, I, I'd love to be here, but I can't. I'm going to be at the U Center in Fordsville. Oh. We, we yeah. understand. Amen. We understand. It'll amen. be videoed. Oh, amen. Oh, will it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if that happens, it'll be videoed. <laughs>
2: For sure.
0: <laughs> oh, All right, so here we go. Um, there are seasons of our life where situations arise. There's heartache, there's disappointment, there's death, sickness, whatever it looks like. And in those seasons, sometimes faith's hard to grasp to. Amen. Um, I never condemn somebody for struggling in those no, moments. No, no, no. Um, and what I want to say just right off the bat with that is you cannot, like Jesus did not come into the world condemn you. Amen. You've got to stop living in condemnation Amen. too. What conviction does is... What conviction does is, it it produces a a resolve and a tenacity to keep going forward. Amen. And so, if you're struggling with no faith, don't feel guilty about your no faith. Let's just fix it. Right. Um, and that's not always easy. I get it. No. But um this is the one thing and brother gerald you could probably testify this a little bit because again you're a little bit older right. than me you're not that old i yeah, mean i don't twice think you, that older you yeah I? but that's not that old i'm young all right um <laughs> and, and so but no not everything now this is a thing i think christians sometimes need to learn and and you can tell me if you disagree or not but as an older gentleman who's walked this out a little bit you Everything's not going to go from point A to point B overnight. No, you've got to s- allow yourself to be on a journey. Yes, and it's growth. Like I can't fix everything overnight. Amen. And some people try to, and then they feel all this guilt, shame, and condemnation. And guilt, shame, and condemnation is of the enemy. Right. It is not of God. Amen. There is therefore now Amen. no condemnation no of those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we've got ourselves. We got to allow ourselves a. And I'm not saying permission to continue in sin. I'm saying we've got to allow ourselves permission to grow and right. grow right because only thing we try to do is just go from point A to point B and right. we miss it. Right. We miss right. it so often and then we feel bad and we think we're not even at point A. Yeah. But we get, it's a
2: journey. Right. And we're gonna grow. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and and Well, how how are you gonna learn faith if everything is just right there handed to you basically, you know, you pray and and you get your answer right then you uh how is that faith mm-hmm. uh not 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 really i don't yeah. think uh we got to grow and mature and just like a child growing, and some things take years and, and uh there was a situation that uh i missed the lord and uh I think it was 12 years before I realized that I missed God. And I said, Lord, how how could you bless me that much during that period of time? And I feel so close to you, but uh, I would be wrong on what happened. Uh, I was sitting at my kitchen table, and I heard this voice tell me, this house will be your home when I come. Well, uh, Simeon in the Bible, he said that had been revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he he would not see death and before he seen the Lord's Christ, the Savior, and he seen him. He said, "I'm ready to die." Well, uh. It didn't. That voice didn't say, "I'm Jesus," but I, I took it that it was the Holy Spirit telling me that that house would be my home when when Jesus come back, and and I believed it, and uh, I I planned my life around the fact that I I would n- uh, never move. I'd never leave that house. It didn't matter uh, what I got involved in or what the Lord might have me doing that was going to be my home. Well, I had so much trouble in those next 12 years that uh, I couldn't believe it, and it seemed like the Lord wouldn't help me. So one day, uh, my daughter was grown and married and lived down at Glasgow, 100 miles from Louisville, and uh, I was single, and I had, to me, I had no reason uh, to stay in Louisville. I was down here talking to Brother Ron. And uh, he said, well, come on down here. We'll do something. And uh, so I, I I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, if, if this, you want this place to be my home when you come. I, I'm going to put this house up for sale. And if it don't sell, I'll know that you want me to stay here. But... Uh, The first person I told that I was going to sell the house, he said, I'll take it. And he took it, and I left, and and that's been like 31 years ago. I will never go back to that house. But I heard the voice of a spirit, and it was so sweet. You know, the Bible says that Satan transforms himself as an angel of light. And the angel of light spoke to me, but I was so you know, uh, want wanting to hear from God. You know, I mean, I'm mean, a, uh, well, I've been a Christian mm, about eight years, I think, uh, somewhere, six or eight years. I, I was a young Christian, but I was just on fire for the Lord, want want to do anything and everything I could for the Lord, just to make the Lord happy and and you know, but uh, the Lord didn't block me hearing that voice, but man, you talk about trouble on top of trouble for the next 12 years and then when i made that decision to leave that house if the lord really wanted me to stay there if it was going to be my home he wouldn't let it sell first first person i told that i was going to sell my house he said i'll take it that quick so i didn't hear the holy spirit i heard the voice of a spirit but i didn't hear the holy spirit And it amazed me that the Lord, uh, somewhere along the line, didn't tell me, Gerald, that wasn't me. Uh, I mean, so uh, I was was just really wondering about that after I found out that that was the voice of a spirit. It wasn't the voice of the Holy Spirit. And and he transformed himself uh, into an image of Christ because he said he knew I was looking for Jesus the rapture any day you know time, and and I was all excited about the Lord coming back and and to think that this is going to be my home when Jesus comes you know I mean I, I was all excited but uh it was a voice of a spirit it wasn't a holy spirit and uh, uh that really challenged my faith why the Lord would allow that to happen but uh and i I can't say that I still have the answer, but I know now that it was a demon and it wasn't a holy spirit and uh i I call it this a spirit of emotion i I was a very emotional person. I had a lot of emotional problems growing up uh with my spinal curvature and and my crooked body and all that. I had a lot of emotional problems with that. And so I was a very emotional person, but the Lord really showed me something about that, you know. Make sure it's the Holy Spirit, not a spirit of emotion, you know. To, and and it, it caused me untold trouble. I, I just wonder how much my life would have been different. But I I was working in youth ministry and the projects. I was going to the prison every week for church service. I mean, I was involved in the Lord's work. I was in church service four or five times a week, plus this uh, witnessing, talking, praying, and just loving Jesus, and doing doing all those things. But in that one area of my life, I was man. I was totally deceived, and I am so glad that I'm out of that house. If I never see it again, as long as I live, I, it, it sure ain't going to bother me, you know. But <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think that's where a journey too, like we learn over time, the Holy Spirit's voice, we begin to discern his voice. Yes. Um, Hannah, you're you're young, but you've been on this journey for a while. So what can you testify to the journey?
1: Man, um, I think for some reason I was filled with um even though I was saved and born again and I knew um the power of the Holy Spirit I I've experienced the Holy Spirit at a young age and I had a relationship with Jesus but the enemy attacked my mind so much growing up and so I would always I would I think be hearing different things kind of like uh brother Gerald was talking about and I think I never I I didn't have a good um a good understanding of a lot of scripture um, in, you know, my years growing up, up until college. So, I mean, I understood scripture, but I wasn't using scripture to fight against the enemy, I guess Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Like I I understood scripture um, probably more. I've always had like more of a, I guess, a maturity at a young age But I I didn't know how to use the tools. Like I wasn't actually using all the stuff that I was reading. Um, And so I think once I started to actually apply the word of God to my life, that's Mm -hmm. when I've started to see things change is when I actually um, use the scriptures to fight against the enemy. When I actually um think back to scriptures and meditate on them and and use the scripture to say okay is this thought from the lord or is this thought from the enemy yeah, yeah. um and i that's something i never really did throughout my younger years of walking with the lord because i just didn't i don't know i, I don't know why i didn't do it honestly mm-hmm. um i guess i wasn't really um i'm not going to blame it on my teachers or you know the ones that were there for youth or anything like that um i just think i don't know there there could have been a lot of reasons why but i think also it was just part of that younger uh m- that younger more immature stage of being a christian um i just didn't realize the power of that yet right. um and also i hadn't been through sit I think the lord allows us to walk through hard things in life yes <laughs> um and traumatic things Amen. and uh thing and getting your heart you know your heart broken by different things and mm-hmm. um to develop us because certain certain scripture and certain you know ways of Fighting didn't apply to me when I was, you know, a younger Christian and everything was great in life, you know, like it it was, but when I started to walk through some major situations, um, major, um, that's when my faith started really being tested. And I'll be honest, you know, before I had the word of God, like before I started using the word of God to, to fight, um, I, I backslid. I mean, I, I went backwards and I, I instead of running to the Word, I ran away. Um, and I mm-hmm. still had the Lord. I I still knew He was with me every step of the way, but um, mm-hmm. I was just in a very dark place Amen. Um, instead of running to the light. And that's what we're supposed to do, is run to mm-hmm. the light when we go through things. Um, but I think I've learned, <laughs> well, I don't think, I know I've learned, I don't want to run away anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I think you get to this certain point in your walk and I think especially when you grow up in the church, um, and you're, you get saved at a young age. Um, I think you get to the certain point in your life where you're, you're like, I don't want to run from the Lord anymore. I don't want to backslide. Like I don't want to go backwards. Um, and I think that comes with experiencing his power, experiencing, um, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit being baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. I think. When that stage of your walk comes, I think you really see like, I don't want life without this anymore. Amen. I don't want to straddle the fence. I don't want to like dabble in the world no. because I think growing up in the church sometimes, um, especially for me, like, I was always, people would put labels on me because I would try to live differently. Like, you know, growing up in school, I would try to do the right thing. I would try to do this. And so people put labels on you and then you start to think like, well, what, like kind of like an Eve moment, like, well, what would like a little bit living in the world be like? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you've never experienced it. You've grown up, you've grown up around the power and the presence of the Lord. But Mm when, when situations come and you maybe have friends and Different groups that have want nothing to do with the Lord, and then you're the outcast, you kind of right. want okay, well, maybe this isn't so bad i want to give give this you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe, and so all of that to say it's a journey because Amen. and and I used to give in to condemnation I, the enemy used to beat me up so bad and because I, I wanted to do the right thing, I've always wanted to please the Lord, but the times that I have been weak that i've fed my flesh instead of my spirit growing up and i and i did um backslide or i compromised on this thing or that thing the enemy you know would try to say well don't even lift your hands at church don't bother worshiping don't bother that don't bother that and so i also had to realize that worshiping the lord and serving him is not based on me it it has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with him and the more that i serve him the more that i surrender and wor- choose to worship him even despite what I did yesterday the more that I'm worshiping him and looking to him I will I I will have a repentant heart Amen. I will lay down those things that Amen. I did do yesterday and that nothing will separate me from his love I'm saved I'm born again and and so I just all of those truths you know and and that are found in the word it's different just believe that's another thing is like i feel like a lot of kids who grow up in the church like you're tempted to just believe like go off of your parents faith and not develop your own you're and some parents kind of want their kids i'm gonna be honest i've i've had friends that their parents want them to just believe exactly what they believe um and they don't really encourage them to develop their own faith they don't encourage them to read their bible for themselves they just as long as their beliefs line up with their parents and uh, whatever doctrine they believe or whatever political stances they have and and everything like that then they're good they think well that this is what i've grown up believing so this is truth but when you actually start to search out the scriptures for yourself and use the scriptures for your own situations because the enemy tempts us all in different ways. That's when I think um you start to just develop that your own um, your own relationship with the Lord in a way that you never could have had it before. Because we can't piggyback off of our parents' faith or our, you know, whoever our spiritual mentors are. We can't piggyback off we have to have our own personal walk with the Amen. Lord. Our own personal relationship. And the enemy will attack us all in different ways because we all have different weaknesses. We all have different um, Amen. different Amen. struggles. Um, <laughs> and so that's just something that all of that I've learned in the journey. Um, and I'm thankful that I did. The Lord allowed me to experience him uh, at a young age, and right. the Lord drew me to him at a young age, at right. a, a, either four or five years old. Um, and then I ended up rededicating my life again as I got older and understood Amen. more. Um, but I'm thankful. I am thankful for that. That even though, you know, it, the journey's hard sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's with us every step of the way. The moment we're saved, we're mm-hmm. born again, and we we choose to pick up our cross and follow him, even if we're young or old, however old we are. Um, he's with us every step of the journey.
2: Amen. Amen. So, And Brother Aaron says something about uh, the disciples, They were still disciples. When Jesus said, how is it that you have no faith? I mean, they were still his disciples, you know, and they were following him and they were close to him. But it's just a time that for some reason they didn't have the faith for it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, And the Bible talks about a gift of faith. And a lot of time I will pray that God will give me the gift of faith that I can really believe for something. You know, we have faith that He's our Savior, that He's going to take us all the way through, but uh, maybe touching somebody's heart. that have yeah. got to really give me the faith to believe that He's going to touch their heart wh- where they can get saved or something like
1: that. And we could probably all think back to when we were saved, you know, or when we were first saved, and that gift of faith is so true because I remember in certain situations when I was being tested growing up, and things were happening in my family and it was really hard. Like, mo, like people would ask me, like, well, how are you not just hopeless? How do you not hate this person? How do you not just want to have nothing to do with this person? And I, I didn't have an answer. Like, I, I, I didn't have an answer other than I just, I know god's gonna work this out like amen. i mean not that i didn't have days where i doubted and i mean there were days when i'm like god why is this happening but sure
2: we all had that but, but
1: it's like yes. i had this thing in me that i couldn't really explain but i i had a measure of faith and that, i think that was that gift yes faith yes that it talks about. yes
2: amen
0: <clears throat> amen well um got a few final seconds anybody got a final word before we go to break
2: Not Amen. necessarily. Okay. You know, if we get started, help, we won't quit. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's sure. true.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, let me read the trivia question here, um, and we will um, get go to break and come back. And Mr. Bjork will be on the phone at that point. Friday question number three. Uh, we're doing three today to get us out in there. We'll do the drawing first thing for Monday morning. Who offered Delilah silver if she could find out the secret of Samson's strength? Who offered Delilah Silver if she could find out the secret to Sampton's strength? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Thank you so much for joining us this beautiful day. We're going to head out of here. Um, We've got a great night. Come on, come on, kids. Doors open at 530. So um, VBS starts at 6. Come out and join us tonight. We love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central time here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.